0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Other Page Radio. Welcome, everybody. WBC ALP 102.9 FM Boston program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Media Services. Folks, they are right there for the veterans. We're so proud to be veterans and proud to have a voice in our community. We certainly hope that you're doing okay. Other than being chilly, we hope everything's all right for you and your loved ones. Folks, I got to tell you something, right? You know, like uh, people are picking up interest in this radio program, and I'm really proud to let you all know that uh, we're just going to try to do the best that we can to provide you information not only for veterans but for our community as We've gone through so many different kind of phases in our community posture, you know, so we got to, like, try to make sure that we get the right information out to you of what's going on in our community, and we want you all to know that veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. But this station, this studio, this BNN, these people are really uh, trying to make it happen for veterans and the other people that come here to learn about media and being producers, etc. And I'm just honored. I'm just really honored to be able to say that. The sincerity and the effort that people have given me here be a radio producer to be able to share with our community because it is all about the community. It's not about me. It's not about somebody else. This is about the community. It's about the collective that we have to be concerned about, you know, that we have to speak about that uh, we know about. And now uh, when I'm saying that, you know, what comes to mind it's the situation that we find ourselves with, the uh, migrant situation, you know, people coming into our community and they don't know us and we don't know them, but we have to show them and be courteous to them. Uh, and hopefully things will get better for them, as we hope things will get better for our veterans. I'm watching the news or listening to people talk about the Congress and the border situation and not wanting to. First of all, look, I'm not a politician. I'm not trying to, you know, pose as a politician. I am a veteran of the United States Military Army, and I served for six years, and my brother was a major in the United States Army Airborne, and my uncle did 20, over 20 years in the Air Force, and another uncle did, I think, two and a half, three years because he got drafted. <clears throat> I know a lot of veterans. And I got to say something, folks, because if you're going to give people money in, from different countries to fight each other and have a war and, and just kill people, and you you're not gonna give anything to the veterans that you're killing by neglect? We don't even have a comprehensive health program in in our community in Switches Roxbury. What is happening is that we gotta reorganize how we think about our veterans. Because veterans served. And I mean, some of them lost their lives, lost their limbs, lost their minds. And we got to respect that. There's no way, none at all, that the United States Congress should be denying veterans the resources that they need. They don't have the sensitivity to take care of their veterans. And I think, I think, as a direct result of that, that anyone that raises his hand, like we raised our hands to serve our country, no matter where, no matter what, that those people that sit in the Congress and sit in the Senate should be required by law to have served in the United States military in some capacity. Here you have a lot of people making a lot of noise about the election that is not even here yet. I think it comes up in November. And you have a man that's running for president who called United States military veterans losers and suckers. And you got Millions of people, millions of people that support him. And we as veterans raised our hands to take that order, whatever it was or whatever it is. Like those three army people over there in that country near Iran, And the drone went in there and killed them. They were wearing the United States military uniform when they were murdered. And you got somebody running for become the president again and calling people losers and suckers, and they just lost their lives. Put them all together, you couldn't get 70 years three lives and and, and and all together they haven't been on Earth total of 70 years. Two specialists and a sergeant were slain. we got to protect our veterans.
1: The Oscar Michonne Family Theater Program Company welcomes those seeking to learn about theater and performance. We offer classes that bring out your talent and improve it. Want to get involved in theater production, acting, or singing? Then you can visit our website at theomtc.com. That's t h e o m t c.com.
2: Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Back to
0: the other page, radio. My name is Hey Finnell Spoken. It's brought to you by Triad Veterans League. You know, we do a lot of things in the community, veterans do anybody. Because people don't want to acknowledge us and, like, make a little noise. Like, down City Council. Down City Council. Boston City Council. Hello, hello. I'm calling you. Look. Right now... The Boston City Council is in session. That means that they're in there talking about different issues, policies, and procedures. That's what they do on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, unless so notified that not that particular Wednesday, the Boston City Council sits. They sit and they sit, and they continue to sit on my request for them to take up the matter of having houses of policy change for veterans. You're building all these condominiums. You're building what you want to build in our community, and you're not giving any consideration to the homeless veteran and there shouldn't be a homeless veteran any place in the United States of America. Now, we find ourselves with uninvited guests that dropped in our community. And then the governor decides that this is where we're going to put the migrants in our community. But the governor has not decided where are we going to put the veterans that need housing and wraparound services. Nobody has come before the TV cameras or being on a radio program to discuss the needs of our veterans, particularly African-American veterans. Everybody was all up and down and excited on August the 1st, 2023, when they unveiled the statue of General Edward O. Gaudine right across the street from the Station 2, Dudley and Washington Street, Few people came out. Not a lot. But the statue was unveiled. Why was that statue unveiled? What did it mean? It meant that African-American veterans need to be acknowledged and need to be supported for the things that they need for themselves now. A lot of them can't help themselves because of mental health and other kind of stressful situations. And you run around and you say, using the colloquial, thank you for your service. Did you really mean that? And you're not doing anything to help the veteran? So why are you saying it if you didn't mean it? Thank you for your services, acknowledging that something has been done that benefit you, and what has benefited you is that you're able to be living in the land of free. You know that land of the free, home of the brave? You've got to respect that. you got to respect the veterans. Veterans went over in places and all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and looking to do their duty and follow orders and found themselves in a Travesty, man. Talking to a guy on Monday and if he ain't dead on Monday night, he'd be dead Tuesday in combat situations. We owe these people. We owe them and their families. You know, a man come home from the military and get married, don't know he got PTSD because... One of the things we were talking about last night, I was at a Zoom meeting, and I want to share this with you. And that is that because of the lack of organizations and, and uh, the perils of mental health is such that people could have PTSD and have not been diagnosed for it, have not been screened, when they get ready to leave, or, or their conditions are, are not known. And then later on, the the illness comes in, and the guy just had a baby, just got married two years before the baby, and so he's supposed to be a parent, and he's under PTSD. And so what happens is that he can't be a parent. He himself might need a parent or a mentor to help him get through what it is that he's going through. So he can't be a father, nor even a good daddy. What happens to that child? Nine times out of ten, he'll pick up some antisocial behaviors because the mother's trying to deal with the husband and his trauma. He's not able to cope with his trauma, and we get the drama. We get so much pain-sharing. And we need to try to work on that. One of the things that I think that would help us here in Boston is to be able to come together with the resources and the plan to create a model program. Because this situation for our veterans is all over the world. Anytime you hear a man that was supposed to be the commander in chief call his soldiers suckers and losers. There's something wrong. The perception of a man or a woman who takes his hand and raises it and repeats the oath that they will serve and protect their country, and then when the time comes for them to be protected, nobody shows up. Nobody. Something to think about, right? Well, we at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. We are focusing today on some of the perils of being a veteran, not being able to get the support that is needed for our veterans. You'd rather give money to a country so they're doing a lot of killing, a lot of killing, than to think of ways to stop the spirit of the veteran from being killed by providing the needs that he needs by creating a program that can be useful to help people. I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to feel sad. I just want you to understand that together we can make a difference in how our veterans are being treated. We got to do that, folks.
1: Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org.
0: I'm going to play that again, folks, because it's some very Are useful a veteran, information. Are you
1: or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565. Or go online to www.veteransinc.org.
0: Again, this is the other page. Radio was focused on veterans, but there's a couple of other things that I want to share with you uh, that a group of veterans are involved, and I'm talking about the Oscar Mayer Show Family Theater Program Company which is a community-based theater program. uh, And we focus on African-American history, particularly around the time of the so-called Harlem Renaissance. We've been functioning in that capacity and building capacity uh, since 1997. So that makes us around like, you know, last century. We're proud of what we've been able to do and our coming together to build this company and to get ready to perform in Arlington, Mass. At the Regent, at the Regent Theater at 7 Medford Street. We are really looking forward to coming on that stage. The doors open at the Regent at 315. We take the stage at... 4 p.m. to talk about, to perform around, woman out of Pennsylvania, classical singer, powerful woman, powerful woman, Marion Anderson, born February the 27th, 1897 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And she wanted to be a classical singer, and she became that, and she got on the road and started traveling all over the world. And she came back to America, and she wanted to share her talent and sing at the Constitutional Hall in Philadelphia. But she couldn't do that because it was segregated. She wouldn't sing in front of a segregated audience. No way, Jose. And so she put together a plan. With some of her friends, this is what the play's about. Mary Anderson and her friends put together a plan that included the wife of the United States President at that time, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Now, Eleanor Roosevelt has a history of you know, being aware and being involved, and she had a lot of friends that were of African-American descent. She had a lot of friends. And so they all put their heads together and everything and came up with the plan to start dismantling Jim Crow laws by her singing at the Lincoln Memorial Center, me and Marion. On the April of eighth of nineteen thirty-seven. Easter Sunday morning, they find over seventy-five thousand people. Seventy-five thousand people came to hear this woman reject singing before a segregated audience and sang before an integrated audience. Easter Sunday morning at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., 75,000 people. Boy, if that wasn't the message, what was? She announced the changing of the way that we thought about each other. We haven't stopped fighting but we know that we can stand and demand. is a direct result of Marion Anderson and friends. On February the 17th and the 18th, the opening night performance will include stages, Cultural Arts Center out of Randolph coming in to do the liturgical dance. They won't be able to come back on the 18th we'll have something else for you then. And this program is sponsored by a veterans organization. Triad Veterans League has been functioning, helping people with disparity removals and encouraging education and literacy, as well as being the producers of this radio show, and a television show, going into the prisons and the jails, speaking to not only veterans, but people that are incarcerated, but that there is a better way. Come on, you got to get with me now. So we can't just leave these veterans in the hallways and the byways, and you got some that don't even want to say that they're veterans Mm -hmm. because of the things that they've gone through over the years. They've been let down. They've been blown away. Broken promises. Politicians will tell you anything to get your vote. Most of them will. We don't want to indict everybody. Like veterans have been indicted. People don't even know the things that you've gone through for them. just want to take a moment and thank uh, State Representative China Tyler, Roxbury State Rep, you know, you don't see her a lot. But she does a lot in our community, and we just want to acknowledge her leadership. Uh, State Rep Tyler, we just want to thank you. We hope that somebody you know hears this and you will know that. We honor you for you honoring our veterans and trying to do the things that you are doing in our community. We need that. Doing a great job. We appreciate you. So, folks, you know, like this program is going to be here on Wednesdays, unless other fire notified. Because veterans need a voice in the community, and we need to build that voice. We need to be like a, a drum major leading the, the march. Notice I didn't say charge, but leading the march. Because veterans are not a hopeless a breed of people. They are people that need more hope coming from your side. They raised their hand, they fought and died. Can't ignore that. Mm-mm. Their children need us too, their wives need us. Husbands that can't perform because of their mental capacities have been tarnished and reduced. You don't know what it is. And one of my questions, you know, uh, because I'm always asking questions, is why don't we have a comprehensive veterans service center in our community to deal with issues like Alzheimer's, dementia, All the things that affected our veterans, we need to be able to come together and put together a plan to help our veterans. I don't know any other way except to help them. Every now and then I think it's important that we kind of break it up. So I just introduced our theme music again. But look, you know, uh I would be remiss if I didn't tell you all about what happened. One of my early morning experiences was today. Boy, was that a beautiful thing. I was I did an interview uh with uh Mr. Reed, Ivan Reed, Channel Four newspaper, news reporter. You know, he he used to be a sportscaster for Channel 4. Did a great job there, and he did a great job this morning interviewing me and preparing for a Black History Month, I believe he said, uh, presentation on what I've been blessed to do. And it was really nice, man, him and his cameraman by the name of God. He was there. And I want to also take this opportunity to thank uh, President Frederica M. Williams, the president of Whittier Street Community Health Center, for making uh, her boardroom available for us to do the uh, interview uh, this morning around before around nine o'clock. Yeah, about nine o'clock. So that's coming on, and um, so if you're looking at Channel Four. I'll look at it and see if you can see me in there somewhere talking about our history and the importance of serving our country as veterans. And also we talked about the play, the Miss Marion Anderson and Friends project that's coming to the Regent Theater in Arlington at 7 Medford Street, February the 17th, February the 18th. Doors open at three fifteen, and matinee performances. Stage four pop four p.m. They'll be on the stage. They'll be waiting. And boy, they got in for something good. Now we remember. Now we came from the Strand and going into the region, trying to build capacity. We're going to get people to appreciate the history of the African American our experiences during the time known as the Harlem Renaissance time. You know, they had all kinds of people, Langston Hughes, uh, Zora Neil Hurston, Claude McKay. Oh, man, they had a lot of them, man. They had, they had mm-hmm. um, the lady that played in Gone with the Wind, Hattie McDaniels. He played in that, in that role of Beulah. Hattie McDaniels, she was the first one to win a African-American to win an Academy Award, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we had uh, Paul Robeson. Remember Paul Robeson? He, was a, he went all over the world, too. He's a great singer, too, man. And he wrote a book. He wrote a book about himself, man he used to play football at Ruggles University in New Jersey. His book, the title of his book was Here I Stand. He talked about growing up in America as a black man. There's so much greatness, so much greatness that can be shared, and it, you're going to need more than just the month of February. And that's the premise that the Oscar Show Family Theater Program Company works from. Our history is done every day. And we want to try to share something every day so that people can be proud every day of who they are. We're not the names that people would call us. Even when you wore the uniform they did, that. imagine that though. You, uh, you got a sidearm or a weapon, and you're in another country, you're fighting for that country's freedom, because of what so-called comrades have shared negative information about who we are, those people began to think that what they're saying about us is true. And you know that's not right. That's all wrong. We do belong. Get it right now. Don't count us out. Don't do that. Nope, we can't do that. We got to include ourselves in and a friend. Right now, we got a lot of things going on in our community and we need to get somebody with some leadership to step up, come to the table with these migrant people. You know, because... They're here because they were afraid in their own country. And people are looking down on the migrants because they're in this situation. But the president of the United States, uh, the 45th president of the United States, father was an immigrant, came out of Germany. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. He was an immigrant. He died an immigrant, even though he may have obtained American citizenship. He wasn't born in this country. I was born in this country. My mother was born in this country. My father was born in this country. My grandmother was born. My grandfather, my great-grandmother, and her husband. My children were born in this country we are Americans. We are Americans born. And we served and became veterans in the United States military. I mean, I gotta let you know who I am and the difference between our goals, which is only to be treated fairly, and other people's goals, which is to come here in America and try to become Americanized without even knowing anything about us. Just drop them in our community because you can do that and go on about your business. That's the same thing that you were talking about, complaining when Governor Abbott out of Texas was putting people on them buses or planes, however he got them up here, and a lot of them went down there on the Cape. Or a lot of them went to New York City. And now you want to do to us what he did to you, meaning the government. Show me the right in that. As we go into Black History Month, I just want to remind you of the services that the African American veteran has been involved in: World War One, Korea, World War Two, Spanish American War, fighting for the the, win the West, down there in Haiti too. We've been everywhere. People don't want to honor us, though. So we got to honor ourselves. Don't forget your history. It's not a mystery. We are who we say we are. We did what we say we did. Of course, people want to say, no, they didn't do that. No, they didn't do that. The reason why they say that is because they didn't write it down. Every little bit I find out about the African-American military veterans' experience and the sharing and the caring, I let people know. I let people know it's important that they understand that we stood up. We didn't run. They didn't even want to give us any weapons in the American Revolution. They wanted us to work in the kitchen and do all those other kind of menial tasks. But when things got hot, they gave us some guns, man. Another time, Patton, I think that was his name. They say Patton was a general over there in Europe, in France. And he didn't want to serve with uh, black, black soldiers, Harlem Hellfighters. They called them the Harlem Hellfighters. Black men whose skin was like bronze, and they called them the men of bronze in France. The men of bronze, they called them. They were brave people. They fought and died in France. The United States government, or some of its underlings like that general, they didn't want to. They didn't want them to fight with the other Americans, but they fought anyway, and they saved France. Yeah, the men of Bronx. the Harlem Hellfighters, they were called from up there in Harlem, up there on Lenox Avenue, all up in there. Being in New York, I'm familiar with the area where they were. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of that, man. Right here, right here in in Boston, uh, we have a um, quite a few people. They didn't fight as direct as some other people, but they represented us, and they came out the military, and they continued to speak up for the veterans, and one of them is the late uh, brother Ralph Francis Brown, Jr. Ralph Francis Brown, Jr. He did a lot for the veterans. He did a lot for the veterans, and he wasn't wanting to go around making a lot of noise, What he did. He just did it. And so they're they, they going to honor him, but he honored us. He was a commander of the American Legion Post a couple of times up there on Blue Hill Avenue, and he did a lot of things with the uh, uh, over 50 plus veterans group over there at the church, 12 Baptists. And he was with the big blacks in government. He did a lot. See, veterans do that, you know, they don't just say I'm a veteran they use their experiences to help the community now so we got to like honor them we got to remember them not just in black history month which is february but all the time all the time we got to be grateful to those men and women some who died because they tried Help other countries. When I see the people down there in Washington DC, the ones that was climbing up the walls and screaming all the noises and beating up police and just watching them scale those those walls told me that those were men of the infantry. Might have been in the cold weather mountain school up there in Fort Greeley, Alaska. Because, you know, like, when the military buys equipment, it has to go through testing. And Fort Greeley, Alaska is or was one of the testing sites for cold weather to see how the weapon or the clothing that were tested so the military could see if they were suitable to be purchased. The other place that they went was in Panama. You know, for the weather down there, you know, the jungle weather, the rain, the heat and all of that, right? But when you see those men climbing those walls in Washington D.C., you immediately recognize the way that they maneuver, that they were veterans. They were veterans. They down there tearing up, what, a few years before they said that they would maintain at all costs. No matter the order, we're going to go and do what we were told to do if we got to die in doing it. And here they are, down in Washington, D.C., scaring the country, swearing up and down about a political situation that should have never happened. And they call us veterans, losers, suckers. But one word they didn't use, one word they couldn't use, one word they knew better than to use, He didn't say cowards because they knew that these were brave men and women that they had misnomed or call out of their names. They were not cowards. Even though what they were doing was unlawful, when they put that uniform on, they might have been frustrated because of the political situation, and they got somebody to turn them around. They listened to the wrong voice, a voice that never served, never wore a uniform, never had a gun, never marched, never did anything that veterans do. You got to really think about that. Think about that. Now we got all this turmoil caused by a man that says that veterans were losers, suckers. Hmm. I wonder where that came from. Why would he say that? I don't know, folks, but I know this much. I know I'm a veteran, I'm proud of it. I know that much.
1: Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org.
2: Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov slash reach. That's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Hey, everything okay?
1: Yes, I'm fine.
3: Honey. Hey, I'm here for you. Tell me about school today.
1: When kids can't find the right words, music can help them sound it out. Talk to the kids in your life about their emotional well-being. Find tools and resources at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures.
0: I want to tell you something, folks. Like I said earlier, when we opened up the show, you know, a few people giving favorable comments to this program. Take a little while to put it all together, but we're working on that. And we're going to start having some of these clinicians come in and talk about what they do, working with veterans, how they're helping us so that veterans can help others. It's a concentric circle that doesn't break. It just expands. And what we're trying to do is put the veterans' perspective in an expansive uh, realm want everybody to know that we just can't forget about veterans. One of the ways that Triad is working on to not forget the veterans is the strategy to get the petition signed to create a commemorative United States Postal Stamp Series from the images that come from the exhibit that Triad Veteran's League Commission, Artists for Humanity, uh, South in, uh, South Boston Youth Art Program, after school art program. And we have these 13 paintings that we're gonna pull out and show in the community to encourage people to sign our petition that we plan to submit in November of this year to the United States Postal Services to ask them to consider creating these uh, stamps into a commemorative stamp series. It's educational, it makes us proud, and it heightens the awareness of military contribution by African American veterans. That calendar is available at the Fugle Bookstore down there in, uh, on Warren Street right near the check cashing place. they uh, call it a, a Nubian Square now, you know, but that's debatable. Also, helps the uh, Veterans Reading Brigade because the calendar is such a informative piece of art. It's art, information, history, uh, people Signatures are in there, or their birthdays are noted. Some are alive, some are no longer with us. You know, it's a lot to that, that little calendar. And I feel real good because people this year have been asking me, Do you have a calendar? Do you have a calendar? Well, it's right there at Fugle Bookstore, Dudley Street, right where the uh, Nubian Notion bookstore used to be. Remember Nubian Notion? Wow. All those brothers, all those brothers, biological brothers, were veterans. Four brothers in the same family that were veterans. What about that? We salute you, brothers. We thank you, man, for your service, man. And all the other veterans, we want to acknowledge your service and your struggle and let you know that you're not struggling alone anymore. We are here for you. 857 204 5312. we want going to also acknowledge the good folks over at Willow Street Community Health Center, Four two six one seven four two seven one thousand. 1000. That's the phone number for you to call because they got some programs over there that help veterans. I want to salute the commander over there at the post 16, Mary Beth, t- to it. She's a one, boy, I'm telling you. She ain't going to give up, no give she's working hard. She's also over at the Veterans Center, right, up the street or down the street from I? Carter, American Legion Post sixteen. Where she runs the Veterans Center there. Now you can check her out. We were talking last night about discharge upgrades and what the ramifications are at this Zoom meeting last night. We're gonna be talking about that on this program as we build, you know, educate and empower. There's no I'm telling you folks. They just forgot about the veteran. I don't know how they did it, but even more so, I don't know why they did it. You got people like Captain David Ramsey. They have a a monument down there in Derby Park of of a tail of an airplane. That's what it looks like to me. Reminding people that he served and died in Vietnam. He got shot down. David Ramsey. Some women died. I don't have their names, but I know some did. Because I know one lady, we put her into our calendar. She was young, too, and she was a pilot. We put information in our calendar so that when our kids. Read the calendar, they can know about some of the heroes that they're not making any noise about. It's a piece of art, it's a bunch of information, it's our history. And that's not a mystery. And that's why we gotta talk about it, not just in February. Year round. Year round, everybody. We don't just talk about it later. Talk about it now, because people need to know that. We're we running thirsty for information. The Other Page radio program hosted by Haywood Fennell, veteran. Proud of it. Not a shame. And that's, you know, uh, we're we writing it down now, but let me tell you something. Today, uh, during that interview, the uh, interviewer asked me, Mr. Reed asked me about my feelings about being a veteran. I told him I didn't have a feeling of, of warmth for some time. Once I realized the magnitude of my situation as a veteran, what I went through and how I came out of it, man, I'm, I'm really proud to be a veteran. You know, I served my country as my older relatives did. And some other friends that I know. And I'm able to talk about it while some of my friends are not able to talk about it because they, they died. You know, and I'm just trying to live to tell the story. I am so grateful. I hope that you are able to stop by and see the statue under the General Abel O'Guardian statue, right across the street from Station 2, right in the area of the once-thriving Dudley Station. It's not thriving anymore. It looks like it's getting ready to go through some changes. But, you know, Anubian Square is where it's located. And we hope that you will take time and go by to see that. Again, this has been The Other Page Radio, brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Neighborhood News. Thank you so very much. We have been WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thank mm-hmm. you.